So it's not just about the wine, but the great restaurants, the it's beautiful not just countryside. About the wine, but it's, <laughs> it's a it's lot about, about the, the wine. wine. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 388. Despite what many people think, and despite what goes down here, New Orleans' popular Bourbon Street was not named after the whiskey. In fact, it's named after the Bourbon Dynasty of France. Well, that's a little bit of a bummer. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a lot of amazing destinations, even though we're just staying in the U.S. But no matter where you're going, whether you're going East Coast, West Coast, North, South, cool weather, warm weather, doesn't matter whether you're driving, flying, taking a train, taking a bus, you're going to need a good piece of luggage. And no matter where I go, no matter what I'm doing, I'm always bringing my Tortuga backpacks with me. You definitely, definitely want a good piece of luggage. And for me, the one that's been my standby for the last five years are Tortuga Backpacks. You could check that out, tortugabackpacks.com slash epop. So remember, if you're doing this for the first time, we used to have a promo code that doesn't work anymore. You have to make sure you do tortugabackpacks.com slash epop because then when you check out, you will automatically get 10% off your entire order. But you have to go to tortugabackpacks.com slash epop in order to get that discount. If you're looking for the best travel carry-on luggage out there, Tortuga Backpacks is the way to go. Tortugabackpacks.com slash epop and you'll get 10% off. I'm a sandals guy. No, not the resorts down there in the Caribbean, but the actual footwear. I love sandals. I always have loved sandals. In fact, I wore sandals to my wedding. And one of the things that I'm most happy about of having my own business and not having to go into an office or any type of quote unquote regular job is the fact that I can wear sandals and I don't have to wear dress shoes. It's awesome. But as we head into fall, even I start to say, well, it gets a little cold on my feet. You know, these sandals are getting a little cold. And that is why I absolutely love my new favorite travel footwear, and that is Suave's. In fact, Suave's, despite the fact that I am a sandals guy, they're the closest thing I've ever felt for wearing a shoe to feel like you're wearing a sandal, to have the freedom because they're breathable, they're comfortable. And now as we head into the colder climates, you can put socks on and wear them with socks and keep your feet warm because I am not doing the socks and sandals things. That's one thing I will not do. So if you're looking for the best travel footwear, doesn't matter the season, you got to check out Suaves. I absolutely love them. S-U-A-V-S.com. You can use the special promo code EPOP, that's E-P-O-P, and that will get you 15% off your entire order. Go check them out. They're fantastic. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. 
I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who, now that she's a mother of two, whenever she has free time, she says, all I want to do is podcast in my free time. Well, that and sleep, my wife and constant <laughs> travel companion, Heather. I did say that I miss podcasting. You know, I took about a month and a half break and I'm ready to get back at it. I'm excited. This is the first podcast we're recording since Hadley made her debut into the world about a month ago. And I couldn't be more excited. And she is sitting here with us. Heather is sitting here with me, but Hadley is sitting on the bed next to me in this little snuggle. What's it? Snuggle the me. Snuggle up? me organic pillow. Sn- snuggle me organic pillow. We thought she was sleeping, but now her eyes are open, and she's watching us as we podcast. So let's hope we can keep her at bay during the recording of the show, and have perfect timing for you to come back on the show because today we are going to talk about our favorite fall destinations. But we want to do something a little different. We've done best fall destinations over the last couple years, not every year, but over the last couple years, we have done this show once or twice, but it was always anywhere in the world. And this year we thought, well, now that we have two kids, I'm not going to say that we are stuck at home because we certainly aren't. We're going to tell you all about our travels and everything. You know, you're going to learn how it is traveling with two kids as we do throughout the podcast as, as the episodes come out. But we certainly are looking at what might be easier or or quicker or you know just more convenient for us so we decided to keep it all within the u.s today so our best fall destinations inside the u.s i guess it's pretty basic but fall is definitely maybe my favorite season tied with summer they're both so amazing one of your top four seasons it's (laughs) i can't tell if i like it more than summer or not because i'm definitely a beach girl but fall is just something exciting you know the the weather changing it's cooling down the leaves change color it's just an exciting time it's like a fresh start i like it way more than spring in fact spring is my least favorite season in case anybody was wondering fourth out of four (laughs) fourth out of four But yeah, I'm really excited to just talk about some cool destinations. And I have been to a lot of the ones on my list. So I'm excited to talk about what we experienced and then some new ones that I've never been to. Yeah, I think fall is a super versatile season. So, you know, here we live in Philadelphia. So if we're here, we can go south and stay warm. We could kind of keep summer going. We can go north at the beginning of fall, if we want that crisp, you know, oh, it'd be nice to throw on a sweatshirt. We want to escape maybe the late summer heat here. Um, I just, I really like it too as a versatile season because you can go and get that quote unquote fall weather of crisp, cool, clean air. Or if you're saying, man, I'm not ready for summer to end or, hey, we're, we're late into fall here and it's getting really cold. I want to escape somewhere warm. You could certainly do that all within the U.S. So even though we are in the confines of the U.S. here, there's a lot of different places when I on my list. I'm sure on, on your list as too. Well. Different climates, different yes, reasons to absolutely, go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for those exact things, I have some warmer places and I have some cooler places. So I'm, one of the things that's interesting to me before we get into this list, though. I think the dates of fall are weird. They seem weird to me. So September 23rd through December 22nd is are the dates of fall. I get astrologically why this is happening with the equinoxes and things. But Heth, I feel like December 22nd, I mean, you're in winter. I, You know, 
after Thanksgiving, that feels like winter to me. And I feel like after August is over, fall really starts in September. Am I wrong in that assessment? Yeah, like maybe it should be August to November instead. But I mean, I don't know. September's still really hot in Philadelphia. I mean, we have some even 90 degree days here in September. So I don't know. It just, it's always seemed odd to me when we're looking at fall. And you said to me these words, well, you know, fall goes until almost Christmas. I'm like, what? No, it doesn't. It goes until Thanksgiving. And then I looked at, you know, yes, it does. December 22nd. So it just was an odd thing. If anyone else feels that way, tweet me. Is fall, is fall a little weird in the dates? I think it should start earlier and end earlier as well. Heth, we're doing this list. I don't know your list. You don't know mine. Those are usually the, the rules when we do these list things. And this time we are changing up a little bit because not only we're staying in the U.S., but we are allowing ourselves to put on places that we have been and places that we want to go. So it's kind of, it's a mishmash of both, right, for you yes. as well? Well, let's get into it then. All right. Well, I'll start with my honorable mention. And I mean, I guess this could be actually on the list or higher on the list, but I haven't been here. So I can't really say that I would love it. I think I would love it. It's a huge city in the U.S. Trav has been there before. I, are you talking about Chicago? I am talking about Chicago. All right, cool, because this is, I have two honorable mentions. This you is one two. of them. This is one of them. <laughs> All right, so you can hop on my honorable mention. Yeah, I have never been to Chicago, and obviously I've seen pictures. Trav's been there. I've heard great things about it. It's beautiful. It's right on the lake. The City skyline is gorgeous, and Trav just raves about it. I have yet to go there, but I feel like fall would be a really nice time to go. I don't want to go in winter. No, thank you. I've you know heard stories about how freezing it is, and the wind is so bitter, and no, I'm not into that. I'm sure summer is nice. Trav went in the summer before, and you loved it. But I think fall would be a nice little sweet spot to hit up Chicago. As you mentioned, Heth, I went in June, and it was absolutely perfect in summer. So Chicago is one of those cities in the U.S., one of the top cities in the U.S. that I want to return to. I only did three days there. There's so much more to see. It's a huge city. I got a good feel for it, but really, really want to go back. So I, I put it on my list, but then I thought, it's a little. It's probably a little better in the summer. Someone from Chicago let us know, is it better in the summer or better in the fall? I certainly don't want to be going late fall. If you're going in the fall... <laughs> Give me beginning of like September, September, September 22nd, yes. the day after fall begins. Exactly. So, but I'm with you, Chicago, awesome place and definitely a place that I would love to go. One more honorable mention, and you're going to love this, Heth, for the only reason this didn't make our, my list is because I wouldn't be as excited to travel there because we are there. And that is Philly and the Jersey Shore. Ooh. So during fall... I just find that Philadelphia itself, I mean, when you're out in Philadelphia, the leaves are changing. You can get out in the countryside where we are at Chester County, beautiful foliage. And then only about an hour from Philly, you can hit various parts of the Jersey Shore, whether you're going to Ocean City, Cape May, whether you're going up north a little bit. And the prices drop so substantially after Labor Day. So for example, there's a house our buddy rented. If you would rent it in August, 66000 $66,000. No. $6,600 a week during peak season, July and August. You can get that same exact place for $2,000 right after Labor Day. So if you go mid-September, anytime mid-September to mid-October, you can also get lucky. It could be warm enough that you could swim. So for me, Philly really shines 
in the fall. The temperature starts to break a bit as you get into October, and you can just have those perfect, perfect fall days with the beach right there as well. Not any crowds, especially if you go the weekdays, like midweek, October, end of Shoulder September. Season. There is no one there. You can have the beaches to yourself. You could still even swim if, if you want to do that. So Philly and the Jersey Shore, another honorable mention. If you, if you don't live here, that should be high on your list. It's just not going to make my list because you're I am here. Yeah, so. and we will be recording a Philadelphia destination guide very soon because I think the last one we did or 2015 yeah, it's maybe. Yeah, pretty outdated. So we're doing a new one. We've gotten some requests for that. So that'll be coming up that, very the, soon. The difference in that city in four years is insane. Philadelphia in, in the four best years way. Yeah, has changed dramatically and is so much more fun. So many better restaurants, stuff like that. Okay, on to the top 12. You've got six. I've got six. I don't know your list. You don't know my list. You start us. What is your number six? <laughs> Our actual list. My number six, you know, I am a New England girl. I'm an East Coast girl. I have to start my list off with somewhere in New England, and that is Burlington, Vermont, or just Vermont in general. But Burlington, we have been to. We were not there for very long. We were actually there in the summer, but being right on the lake there, I think it would be gorgeous to rent a house on the water, and there's awesome breweries in Burlington. You can also... Um, you know, hop over to some of the other breweries that are pretty famous within about an hour to two hour drive from Burlington, like Hill Farmstead, Hill Farmstead, the Alchemist, mm-hmm. you know, Lawson. There's a, I mean, you guys, Vermont. There's you, a lot of good breweries. Spoiled for choice up A lot there. of good breweries. And, and Burlington itself has some really cute restaurants, an amazing bagel shop we got bagels at, a pizza place. I mean, just really cool spot. Well, we will be heading hopefully to Burlington for at least a day. In mid-October this year, we are going to do a New England road trip. We're actually going to go up into Canada a bit on Lake Ontario for a few days and then head over through Burlington, hopefully into um, other parts of New England, New Hampshire. So we are going to get to live that life. Hopefully, uh, Burlington, I was hoping that you put that on your list. There are a few (laughs) that I wanted to put on your list. I thought maybe you did so I could sneak them in Uh there. Burlington, Vermont, awesome little town. My number six, we're staying up in that part of the country. So it makes sense. A place I have never been that you have been, Acadia National Park. I almost put this on my list. I almost did. It's a hike to get up there, but you can fly. Actually, I have never flown. I've only ever driven there. So flying would probably be the number one choice, unless you want to do like an epic East Coastal road trip. Yeah, I I am super excited to get to Acadia. We, for whatever reason, have a bunch of friends who have gone to Acadia in the last month or so. Hashtag I, I, trending. Yeah, I guess Acadia National Park trending after all these years. Now, um, we did. I did an awesome podcast with James Kaiser. So if you want to listen to that on guidebook writing, he grew up right on the doorstep of Acadia National Park. That was the first guidebook he wrote. So he has a, a ton of information. I, I started poking through that and got even more excited to visit Acadia. Um, and he says that the best time to go is beginning of October for fall foliage. So that would be a perfect time you go end of September, beginning of October. The crowds aren't there. The temperature is still really nice. It's not getting too cold and you get the fall foliage. So Acadia National Park, my number six. I'm going to throw on a little spur to that. If I'm in Acadia, mm-hmm. I'm three hours north of Portland, okay, Maine. Okay, Portland is on my list. 
All right. So, so don't we'll ruin it for me. And don't put spurs on. Okay. You pick Acadia. Stand firm. You don't get to just throw other ones in. I just meant maybe fly into <laughs> Portland, spend a few days there, go up to Acadia. I don't know. All right. It's actually on my list. It's my very next one. So we can just jump on in and talk about that. My number five, Portland, Maine. We have been here multiple times. It is such a cool little city. I'm going to call it a city. It's not I think not I've huge. only been there once. Have you only been once? Well, I've been a few times. And, you know, growing up, going to New Hampshire, I'm from, I was born there. I'm not from there, but I was born there. And lots of my family is there. So we hit up Maine and New Hampshire and Vermont a lot. Portland has changed so much in the past I don't know, 10, 15 years is kind of like a little hipster city. It's right on the coast, which makes it so enticing and beautiful. The Portland lighthouse is stunning, beautiful, photographed all the time. That's a great thing to see when you're up there. It also has cool breweries, great restaurants, cute little shops, an artist scene, some of the best gelato we've ever had. Believe it or not, gelato gelato fiasco. So it's just, it's an awesome little place to go. And like Trap said, if you want to do kind of a main road trip, you could fly into Portland and then drive up to Acadia. Just see some of the coastline. Maine is so striking with, you know, it's rocky cliffs. And definitely, I think fall is an amazing time to go. Summer is cool too, but it gets very crowded up there in the summer. So going in fall to see the foliage and being on the coast, it's just something kind of romantic about that whole thing. Having a cup of clam chowder and getting lots of seafood. It's just, I love it so much. I think I do prefer New England in the fall a little bit over the summer simply for the less amount of tourists. You know, like there, are, you go to some of those beach towns in the summer and it gets crazy crowded. And for me, someone who likes to swim, the water's not even that warm. So I'm thinking, well, yeah, why am I doing the chilly. crowds if I'm not really enjoying swimming here? Let me just come back in the fall when it's a little more mellow. So yeah, Portland, Maine. As you could tell, Heather's been pregnant uh, quite a bit over the last couple <laughs> of years. She's really on this brewery <laughs> kick. Uh, so give her Burlington, give her Portland, Maine, some great breweries scattered amongst those two areas. And then, of course, just even in between. So if you're, I mean... Yeah, if you want to do a brewery tour, two weeks up in New England, uh, you could be going every day and you still wouldn't hit all the places yeah. that you want. Let me go. just say I'm a little bit excited for our road trip in October. Give my, me all the breweries. My number five, speaking of breweries, this is not New England, but we're staying a bit towards the east. Don't worry. We'll spread out we over will. across the US. We will. Can you guess what town slash city I have on my list when we're talking East Coast-ish, Asheville. and we're talking breweries. We're talking Asheville, North Carolina. I almost put Asheville on my list. And it's such a great spot. I think the reason that Asheville isn't higher on my list is just because we have been there, which which makes it, we know we love it. If it's on our list and we've if we've been to it and it's on our list, you know it's amazing because usually I think for us have a new place holds a little bit of sway. You get a little more excited dreaming of a new place that you haven't been. So if a, if you've been to a place and you love it this much, you want to go back, then that says a lot. And we've been to Asheville twice. We have. Um, great breweries, great food. Blue Ridge Parkway would be phenomenal um, in the fall if you drive that. Again, talking about the fall foliage and just the changing of the seasons, that's one of the best places in the country to see the changing Hiking. of the seasons. Hiking, adventure sports. All right on Asheville's doorstep. So you have this town, super accessible town. You can walk most of the places. You've got a ton of breweries. We have a podcast, uh, our Asheville Destination Diary, which documents all our favorite places in Nashville. So definitely go listen to that if you're interested in Nashville. 
or if you've gone to Asheville and you and you want to reminisce. But it's incredible that you have all that nature right on the doorstep of this town that then punches well above its weight when it comes to food, beer, fun stuff to do for its Art size. Scene, yeah. So many galleries and amazing local artists in Asheville. It just really hits all the boxes for a great, you know, typical quintessential fall destination. You know, you can just walk around with the foliage, pop into the galleries and the stores and then have a beer and a good meal. One of the things I tried to do when I was ranking this list and trying to figure out what made the cut and what didn't one of my criteria was how excited would I be if someone we knew said, I'm going here? Like, how hard would I try to go there myself? And Asheville, we have a friend, our friend Vanessa was talking about going to Asheville this fall. And as soon as she said that, both you and I... We'll said, meet you there. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. We'll go. We'll get in the car. We'll go. It doesn't matter. It's like nine... It's a nine-hour nine drive. Nine to ten-hour <laughs> drive with two kids. But we were super excited. So that tells you everything you need to know about Asheville. We are excited to head back there. And it's absolutely phenomenal in the fall. My number four is going south, way, way south. And for me, I would choose to go here. This is New Orleans, Louisiana. We've been there before. Oh, this is on my list. Is it? Nice. I was, I'm shocked. Really? I thought I was going to get this and, and you wouldn't even but think I about it. I love New Orleans. Anyway, for me, I would choose to go in the later fall time, you know, when it's definitely cooling down there. Some of these places in the south, I would not particularly enjoy going to in the summer because it's extra humid and hot and you know it's just i think nicer to go in spring or fall so new orleans is one of those places obviously it's super fun people go there to party but trav and i went before we had kids and i'm not saying that we didn't party but mostly we ate yeah our partying <laughs> was hitting happy hour getting a drink or two which gave you a nice little fun time and then just eating all the food that we possibly could so wandering many. around the streets i mean it is a perfect wandering town whether yes. you're in the garden district whether you're obviously down in uh the old historical district whether you're by the river i mean it doesn't matter where you are in New Orleans. If you're wandering, you're having fun as long as you're in a safe neighborhood. Yes. And there are so many good restaurants because it's a very heavily touristed town. There's a lot of Michelin rated restaurants, just famous James Beard Award winner restaurants, including one of our favorites that we went to uh, Shia. Shia, where I, we had like the best meal of the year and my best favorite dessert ever and all these things. But there are so many restaurants. I mean, we couldn't even hit them all. We were there for almost a week. We were there four or five days. So it's just a great foodie destination and also beautiful with that Southern charm and has great shopping. And I mean, yeah, there's Bourbon Street, which is kind of like, I think, a little overrated and contend to the... Well, it's for a certain clientele, and that is, that is not us. It's especially not us with two kids. No, but there's lots of amazing things to do in New Orleans. I mean, I might drink one hand grenade if I'm sure. going out with two yeah, kids. Why but, not? You got to get through the day somehow. Right. One hand grenade, lots of sugar, lots of alcohol. <laughs> that'll be good to go. But I, I'm with you, and it's my number two, so I'm just going to hit it now, and then we can, when we get to it, you know, we can run, run past it. But I am with you that... New Orleans is just an incredible city that we need to spend more time in. I've been twice, one to party for a bachelor party. And then like you mentioned, we went back and had more of a quote unquote adult time. <laughs> but the fall is fantastic. The spring is fantastic as well. But fall is nice 
as you were mentioning, because I would go here in November. So we're start. Let's say or we're, December. Yeah. Oh, December is fall. Yeah. According to, to the world, <laughs> according to the the moon and the cycles and all that. Um. I yeah, this would be perfect. You know, early December when you're starting to already get sick of the cold weather here. Maybe it's gonna snow. Boom! Let's book a flight down to New Orleans. Let's have some beignets, some po' boys. Oh, beignets. throw a t-shirt, maybe a, maybe mm. a little bit of a, a sweatshirt on. Uh, Arno's Jazz Brunch. We can go to Shia again. Probably the best happy hours of any city I've ever been to in the U.S. I mean, what's cool about New Orleans is that they have so many upscale restaurants, but most of those places that are really expensive at night or, or somewhat expensive at night have great happy hours or lunch deals or lunch deals where you so, can get a set menu for what is it 25 to 30 dollars instead of 75 dollars right. or I mean, something just, like that oh it, it, <laughs> it ticks all the boxes and then if you're going in the fall one thing you can also do that you wouldn't be able to do any other time of the year in the spring or anything Ooh. is if the saints are in town okay i mean they love the saints if, if it's a home football game, which it mm-hmm. was, we went for a bachelor party and the Saints were playing that next day on Sunday. So it was Saturday night. Everyone was out and about having a good time. And we got invited tailgating. to a tailgate. Yes. And the tailgate, I thought, oh, man, I've tailgated in Philly. Philly's great for tailgating. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, <laughs> the Saints fans do it right. This, I mean, this trailer was like... 40 foot long they had like 10 this beer was a taps. very upscale very tailgate that you got invited to and i wasn't even sure if we were you know the guys were drinking we met at the bar oh come to our tailgate you know my buddy and i were like well we probably will are you sure it's cool yeah 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 just tell them you're with us and we think we're never gonna get in and we we did and they re- they recognized us again and it was a super good time also so, the stadium is very cool it's new right. obviously they rebuilt it after the hurricane so right. even just driving into the city you can see it and it's a cool thing yeah so that's a benefit of the fall if you are going to go then you know nice. versus maybe the spring which also has fantastic weather way to sell it as a fall destination so trap. there you I'm go impressed. new orleans that's right, where I, was, I mean, it was my number two. It's your number I'm two. Really yeah, you really to go went to New big. You went big for New Orleans. All right, number three for me is a place that we have been to. Number four. No, number four was was New Orleans. Oh, oh I wait, gotta, so we have to go I gotta to get yours. to my number your four. Your number four. Sorry. Right. Whoa, whoa, back up, back, back up. up. My number four. I am, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm staying on the East still. I will wow. spread out. My, I'm so surprised. I, I switched a bunch of stuff around. You know, I'm really big on ordering it the correct way. And this <laughs> one was higher and then I moved it. So had I thought about it, maybe I would have went it to another part of the country. But regardless, my number four is the Hudson River Valley. I almost put this on my list too. Well, you get it. Because you, we've never really done it. And I've always no. wanted to do it. It always seemed so kind of romantic to me being on the river. And there's like the art scene. Well, go ahead and you can talk about yeah, it. It's your I, number. <laughs> we've been talking a lot about this recently because it is something that's feasible for us to throw the kids in the car and go, you know, if, depending on where we're going, a, a three and a half hour to, I guess, up to six hour journey, depending where you're going, the Hudson River Valley. But we have been talking quite a bit about going here. I've done a lot of research, including there is a church. In this town called (laughs) Malden on Hudson that I want to buy. It's gorgeous, (laughs) white, steeple, beautiful old church. It doesn't have plumbing or any or electric or anything set up, but it looks fantastic. So Um, basically, you just want to go on a real estate scouting mission. No, I was Uh in. Okay, so I have spent a tiny, I spent one afternoon in a town called Beacon, not even one afternoon, one three hour block. I went to Hudson 
um, Valley Brewing Company on my way back from Connecticut. Wit and I were there. We went to that brewery. That was a cute little town. Apparently, that is kind of the hot spot for people leaving New York City because it's easy to get to on a train. So that's the, I guess, intro into the Hudson River Valley, more or less, if you're coming from the south. Cool little town, super fun, super cute. Work your way up. We could stay in Malden on Hudson if we buy that church. Oh my goodness. Woodstock is there, super artsy, folksy town. And then, of course, the town of Hudson, I think, is the other beacon in Hudson are kind of the ones that are not really as hidden of hidden gems anymore. I've gotten pretty popular, but for good reason, because they're beautiful, quaint towns on the river. And, yeah. And, and, and that's it's what people just want. accessible to some big cities like New York. But yeah, I think the Hudson River Valley is a cool spot. We should definitely kind of make it a destination in the fall, maybe next year, because this year, as we said, we are heading a little further up north. Um, yeah, I think that's a great, a great number. Number three for you. Now we're at number three. For now you. we're actually at number three. So we have been here before and I, I have number three as Denver slash Breckenridge. Wait, are you spurring? Ah, it's not a spur, it's uh, a slash. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> what, so if it's under two hours well, from the place, all, then it's a, then it's a slash, but if it's over two hours, it's a spur. Sure, sure. Right. Yeah, you, we, you we make, make our rules. own rules. You make the rules. But first you're of all, you, you can't fly into Breckenridge, okay? So if you're going to Colorado and you're not driving there, you have to go to Denver, okay? So there's no other option to get to Breckenridge, you have to fly to Denver. Yeah, you could fly to some of the other little airports, okay. but 95% of people are flying into Denver. Yes, Denver is a great destination for fall. You can usually find cheap tickets to Denver anytime because there's so many flights in and out of that airport. So that makes it a great reason to go. Uh, remember, one of our intro facts from way back when, the Denver airport is actually larger in land area than the whole island of Manhattan. It's crazy. It is a very odd airport in and of itself. There's all these conspiracy theories about like government operations underground in Denver airport, which is kind of funny. And you could research that if you want. But they have not lots the of main, flights coming in. Not the main reason to go to Denver, though. Um, Colorado is a beautiful state. It's even more beautiful, I think, in the fall than it is in any other season. I mean, winter's cool. You get the skiing, but it's so cold. And so unless you're just going to ski every single day, fall is where it's at for, for me. We went to Breckenridge. We did a house sit there. I don't know. I think it was five years ago now. And we were there August into September. Gorgeous. It was absolutely Aspen's returning. stunning. The Aspen's turning yellow. Just so striking with all of the evergreens that are there in Breckenridge. And the Aspens were so bright and the color was so noticeable that I began to question whether I was actually colorblind <laughs> or not. I'm like, I know I'm colorblind, but I'm seeing such stunning. vibrant yeah. colors. Is this what normal people see in everyday life? Maybe. And the thing with... With fall is that if you want to hike, if you want to do outdoor stuff other than skiing, this is the best time to go, in my opinion, because summer can still be really hot. You know, in it's very dry in Colorado, but it's still a little hot. So I think that fall is awesome. We've been to Denver. We were there last September for our Location Indie experience, and it was awesome being there in Denver. There's so many good restaurants now. There's great breweries. There's some really hipster areas in like the Rhino district. We saw a concert at Red Rocks, which was honestly one of the most transformative, amazing experiences ever. It was like... 
an out-of-body experience. A so thing cool to note is that they stop. It's a, you know, if you don't know what Red Rocks is, it's an outdoor concert venue in the, an outdoor amphitheater. Yeah, in the not canyon, but amongst the rocks. And so when it gets too cold, they and and the weather gets too inclement, they stop the concert. So I think we went to the last one or one of the last shows of the year, which was beginning of October. So you know just be aware if you're going in november like you're not going to go to red rocks because it's closed because it's going to be freezing possibly under snow yeah Um, so maybe we're talking early early fall to denver but so but if you like skiing too one thing to mention because you know the ski seasons will start end of november beginning of december so you get that too like if you not that you're going to go somewhere for a full season but it would be cool to go out to denver from let's say late September all the way through December, like you would have a, you would have two very different experiences. Right. Yeah. If you were a digital nomad and you could just be wherever you want. Location independent. Yeah. If you were location independent, you could do three months out there and it would be perfect because you'd get the fall, the foliage change, and then you could go right on into skiing. So I think Denver and it doesn't have to be Breckenridge, but we spend the most amount of time there and we like it a lot. Love that town. Just all the little mountain towns around there going, driving through the Rockies. It's just, it's just awesome. One of the benefits of Denver you hit on is the fact that there are so many cool places around it, whether we're talking about bigger places that are known like Boulder or Breck, or I mean, obviously you can get out to Vail and stuff like that, or just some of the smaller tiny mountain towns. There's just so much to see and do around there. I think Colorado and that area is maybe my favorite four season area of the country. Like if you had to tell me, hey, you're not able to travel much and you have to spend four seasons somewhere, that might be it for me. Because we have been out there every single season and I like it every single time. But I think you're right that fall might be the absolute pinnacle unless you're going for a specific reason like like skiing or, or mountain biking or something like that, which you might do in the summer. So Man, surprising. I did not think Denver would be on your list because I'm usually the one like, yeah, well, you know, you love Boulder and Boulder isn't my favorite, but I do like Denver and I like the mountain towns a little more than I I love Breck the most. We've spent the most time there and I that town would it maybe get a little too small towny if you live there? I, I don't know. But I we spent a month, month and a half there once. And yeah, talk about good happy hours. That really good above its weight for happy hours. All right. My number number three. You said I make the rules or we make the rules. So I am going to give you uh, a few spurs because they're not really that close to each other. (laughs) But someone might be able to tell me why I'm giving you these three places together. Oxford, Mississippi, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and Athens, Georgia. What? Why am I getting... If you guys know, that means that you're probably a college college football football fan. I was going to say, knowing you. So for me, one of my dreams is to go tailgating at an SEC game and and go to the SEC game. I don't know how... What is SEC? Southeastern Conference. Okay. Um, I don't know... People might not know that. I know. You you put me on the spot because I'm like, wait a second, I better know this. (laughs) I... Probably... uh, People could argue, but definitely college football lives in the South, in my opinion. Yes, up here, people love Penn State and Michigan, Ohio State. I get it. Okay. But we also have a lot of good pro teams that that people really get behind. In my mind, college football is the SEC. And the fact that I've somehow never been to an SEC game, I I don't know why. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. So I gave you these three places 
Because if I was going to go to an SEC game, I'd either want to go, and I'll work backwards, Athens, Georgia, uh, talking specifically the fall, Athens, Georgia, that's where the University of Georgia's at. Cool. Beautiful. I've heard it's a, a cool town. We've never yeah, been. Yeah, and also I've heard it's a great town. Tuscaloosa, Alabama, we've actually been to, and we've been to Alabama Stadium when we went on our road oh, trip that's right. to New Orleans. We did. So I would be going there just because Alabama is such an amazing football team. I am a Florida Gator fan through and through. Grew up a Florida Gator fan because of my grandparents. So, um, you know, it, I would go to any game. But what I'd love, probably my number one out of these three, would be to go to Oxford, Mississippi. And you're probably like, wait a second. Why Oxford, Mississippi? You just talked about Georgia, great football team. Alabama, great football team. Ole Miss, not so great of a football team. But it's supposed to be the best tailgating experience in the U.S. in the Grove at Ole Miss. And I did some deep diving here. I was like, all right, Florida only plays Ole Miss like once oh every my gosh. five or six years. Nerd alert, nerd alert. And it's only at Ole Miss, you know, once every 10 years or so. And uh, they're playing at Ole Miss in Oxford, Mississippi, 2020. So Whoa. we may be able Let's to make some it. tailgating at okay. the Grove happening. But I mean, so here's also, I mean, I love football. I want this experience. But even if you weren't super into football, like Kath, you you would go because you'd be like, yeah, that's a cool experience. Don't super care about the football. But I'm just thinking that mid-November, you go down, you get one of those little bit of warmer days. So you're rocking shorts. So you're coming from Philadelphia where you haven't worn shorts in in a month or two unless you're my dad and then you're wearing shorts every day. Um, He's retired. He can do what he wants. But you get one of those warmer days. You throw on shorts. You throw on a, a, a hoodie. And you just sit there outside, drink a beer, hang out. You get that little bit of feeling of summer again or almost summer. So that's that's what I want. Number three. All right. That's I, what you want. Next year, really 2020. Really, Oxford, Mississippi. The well, other you better two, put it on the calendar. Oxford, Mississippi. For 2020. Gators versus Ole Miss. Tailgating at the Grove. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Number two on my list is a place that I have been wanting to go for quite a few years, and I don't know why we haven't made it a priority. I think that we definitely should. Hawaii? For 2020. Oh, Hawaii? didn't even think about okay, Hawaii. Because all mine are mainland U.S. Yeah, I, so I, are mine. I felt so like mine. Hawaii was a little bit of a cheat because <laughs> yeah, I'd I mean, always you could go, go anytime to Hawaii. But no, my number two is Charleston, South Carolina. So as Travis said, what? I knew you were putting this on there. (laughs) So you didn't. So I didn't. I (laughs) knew I was getting this one for free, basically. As Travis said about Colorado being a place where he would want to live, I've never even been to Charleston. I feel like it's a place that I would move my family to if we didn't have so much family outside of Philadelphia because it's on the ocean. It's right there, a beautiful city right smack dab by the beach, which is a place you can go to a lot more than you can in New Jersey or New England because it's way too cold. So the seasons are much longer. Obviously, summer's a lot hotter, but hey, Muggy. whatever. <laughs> it's going to be humid as anything. But for fall, I think it's a great destination because it's the weather is a lot nicer. You can, again, probably still wear shorts or a light sweater And you can see all these beautiful things with the Southern charm. There's amazing plantations and gardens to visit. Just walking around Charleston and seeing all of the beautiful architecture, the different districts, the harbor, walking along the Battery, 
and, you know, eating at the amazing restaurants. It's just such a home run for me. I am dying to go to Charleston. So if any of you out there have been, you know, send us your recommendations because we're definitely getting there, I think, in the next year. Plus our, our buddy Sailing Bo <laughs> lives in Charleston. That was a great episode. One of my favorites of the early EPOP pods. It was like early episode E-pop. 30 or 40. Uh, you guys can go listen to that. I'm with you. Charleston has been at the top of my wanting to go list for for U.S. Uh, domestic destinations for a long, long, long time. And we kind of have to go just so we can do Charleston versus Savannah throwdown showdown. Yeah, definitely. Because those are always, people always battling which is better. I've been to Savannah a ton of times and never been to Charleston. If Charleston is as good or better than Savannah, oh man, I'm with you. I Maybe we end up moving there. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know. It would, I think, I think it'd be a bit muggy for us in the summer, but that's fine. Then we travel. Yeah, we, we just come somewhere. up here. Come up, see family in Pennsylvania, New England. The little baby's crying, which means my number two was New Orleans. We already talked about that. So we're going to roll right into your number one my fall number destination one. of 2019. Ooh. Number one United States fall destination of 2019. Yes. That's a bit of a tongue. It's Napa, Sonoma. Yeah. I just want to go to the wine country. I We've been to Napa before once. It was for the day. I love wine. I'm not pregnant. I want to go <laughs> to Napa and Sonoma. It's also gorgeous there. I mean, it's. I think that the fall would be a beautiful time to go because, again, it's not so hot. It's not freezing. When we went to Napa, we actually went in January. January, yeah. It was cold. and it, I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't as beautiful because everything was kind of just brown. But I think going in the fall, you you get all the way over to Sonoma. You can even be on the coast. It's just a beautiful area. There's also really good breweries like the, what's the one brewery? Russian River is over there in Sonoma too. So it's not just about the wine, but the great restaurants, the it's beautiful just countryside. About the wine, but it's, <laughs> it's a it's lot about, about the, the wine. wine. Uh, yeah, I just have been dying to go back there and, you know, spend some time. Yeah, I my number one, I, I told you I'd finally make it away from this pool of these coasts. I guess New Orleans was was away from there. But now I'm going all the way. Not all the way, but but the furthest away. <laughs> okay, where are you going? I'm staying out your area, kind of. Okay. A lot of caveats here. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Santa Fe, okay. So we have wanted to go. I think Santa Fe's been up on the list with Charleston for both of us. We've wanted to go here for a while a top destination in the U.S. that we haven't been to. And so I just had to make sure that fall was okay, right? I I don't yeah. know that much. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what do you do when you when you don't know that much about an area, but you want to go there, you Google it. And I found something that just proved to me that it's okay time to go. U.S. News says, come autumn, the weather is much cooler and the town is a little less busy. Visiting during the fall will also allow you to partake in some of the area's vibrant festivals for less this is the best time to visit Santa Fe. Oh, thank you, U.S. News. So I was like, all right, awesome temperature range from about 70 Fahrenheit down to 40 at night. So you do have, yeah, the cool nights yeah. and the nice, enjoyable days. You also do have, as they mentioned, some some cool festivals, including one that I specifically wanted to go to. I think the one that most people, if they talk about New Mexico, they know of this festival, and that is the huge balloon festival in Albuquerque. 
I know it's a slash or a spur, <laughs> depending on how long it takes you to get and there. How long is it to drive in between those uh, cities? Now you're going to put me oh, on. I'm I, sorry. Look, I think it's about an hour and a uh, half. Yeah, I think it's less so, than two hours. So it might be a slash. So it might okay. be able to count balloon festivals in Albuquerque in October. Definitely one of those things that is super neat to see. One of the coolest festivals in the U.S. throughout the year. People travel from all over to go to. So that would be perfect. You go out to Santa Fe. You spend some time down in Albuquerque at the Balloon Festival. Santa Fe also has their Santa Fe Wine and Chili Festival. Ooh. End of September. And the Santa Fe Film I'm Festival. I'm into that. So, yeah, we have just wanted to go there for a while. Explore this new... Neither of us have been to New Mexico at all. And, uh, yeah, it just seems like a city that hits everything that we like. A great foodie culture. A good beer culture. Obviously, some really striking geographic um, and topography and stuff that we're, of course, not used to here on no. the East Coast. Lots to explore. You have Albuquerque down there. So I'm just excited to go somewhere that's a part of the country that we really haven't spent much time in. And so for me, Santa Fe, my number one destination in the fall of yeah. 2019. And I knew it was going to be on your list. I was pretty sure. So I didn't put it on my list. But yeah, I definitely really want to get there. It just seems like an exciting, very different place from where we live in the U.S. And that's such that's the coolest one of the coolest things to me about being in the U.S. is that you can have so many different landscapes and experiences in one huge country. So that's why we decided to do the destination um, just in the U.S. for fall this year because there's so many cool places. Yeah, and as we mentioned, fall really does highlight a lot of the country. You know, if you say, oh, where do you want to go in summer? Some places, for us personally, might be too muggy. Like, I don't really want to go that far south in the summer. Or winter, I don't want to go that far north. Here, you almost do have the whole latitude of the U.S. depending on what you want, which is a pretty neat thing and a, and a very versatile season. So let us know, what are your top destinations in fall in the U.S.? Let us know. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts, of course. And babe, we should say, like, if you have recommendations for any of the places we, we mentioned, yeah, let us absolutely. know. absolutely. And, you know, we don't have very many places in the Midwest. We haven't really done the Midwest of the United States yet. And so, you know, we have a lot of listeners in the Midwest. People are always telling us, you got to come here, you got to come there. So let us know if there are great spots in the fall because we are going to be making our travel list for 2020 in the next month or two. So we could be visiting your town. And if anyone wants to tailgate at the Grove <laughs> at Ole Miss with me during the Florida game, I, the schedule has not been released. They just say they are playing there in 2020 let me know guys thank you so much for all the support again love the tweets keep them coming especially when we do episodes like this where some of these destinations we know a lot about and you can find our destination diaries for Asheville, for new orleans um for places like that of course but some of them we don't know that much about and that's why this list was fun because we did both some that we're excited to go to and we don't know a lot and some that we know a lot about so let us know some of your recommendations for those places and of course, let us know your recommendations overall, because I love to see where other people are going or where they want to go. And if we can help you um, give you some recommendations for those places, that would be awesome as well. So keep those tweets coming at Pack of Peanuts. Of course, we've been super active on Instagram as well. So at Extra Pack of Peanuts now on Instagram, I That's believe. That's correct. Yes. Keep following. Keep sending us messages. Keep responding. Um, always super fun to engage with you there. Thank you for the support, as always, for making us the number one rated travel podcast on Apple Podcasts. This is our first show 
with the new baby. Heather actually, during the show, you guys can't see this, <laughs> swaddled the baby up. So now the baby is swaddled, yeah. wrapped up she was right next to the microphone. <laughs> not happy lying on the bed. She wanted to be extra close. And any of you out there who have children or are going to have children, having a swat, um, a wrap, it's not necessarily, I say sw- we swaddled her up, but it's actually the Solly baby wrap. It's amazing. You put the baby in there and they instantly stop crying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, I don't it think works. you heard the baby the whole time. No. If you did, well, there you go. Hattie's very first <laughs> podcast. Her Thank debut. you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you for the support. And until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon.